following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, We are live. Hello and welcome to Beyond... No, this is not Beyond a Doubt. This is the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap. I can't even keep my crap straight. That's how good we're doing here. I'm your host, Adam Dowd, and joining me as always is co-host, Mr. Cliff. How you doing, Cliff? It's fine. It's it's some kind of pun name that we use. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to, when you start b- busting out all the puns... Oh, I gotta take my pills. That was the... Uh, <laughs> Announcement that was going on just now, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. When you when you have all these different puns, it's tough to keep them all straight. Yeah, it's like but, lies uh, and puns, very similar in that in that way. Yeah, yeah. You know what the secret to lying is? Never lie more than you absolutely have to. Mm. So always stick to the truth as much as possible, but just alter the little details. You know. And so. Da, da, da. Now that I have, the more you know, now that I've taught all my how, my entire audience on how to lie successfully, we can go ahead and uh, continue on with the show. Hey, Life have you been... Um, from Benefit of the Doubt. Right. Have you been paying attention? Uh, we had a planetary alignment for the last couple of days. I don't know if you noticed that, but... I did uh, not. Yeah. Uh, Venus and Jupiter have been... Kind of hanging out together Ooh, and uh, making spicy. some funky, funky. And, of course, Uranus was involved in that, too. Um, no, seriously, like Uranus was actually hanging around, uh, too. In Uranus, the back. if you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like Mars was in there, too. You know what's really cool? I, and I, I just noticed this recently, but Mars is actually, like, very noticeably tinted red. In the night sky, I never noticed that before, but like you know, now, I can't not see it. <laughs> you know, you can't unsee the red. I can't unsee the red. It's like very noticeably tinted red, hmm. um, which reminds did. me, we have a telescope to <laughs> review on yes. this podcast. Um, now that it's actually getting like not crappy outside, we might be able to. Uh, we might be able to do that. But, we also so. have some some uh, bike accessories to review. We do. We do have some bike accessories. We got some, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. We've got exactly. our calendar is completely detonated once again. But, um, but yeah. So I need to go through that. Like I've got I got to do my taxes first, then I can go through the calendar and figure out like what what we're, our broadcast schedule is going to be because my taxes are going to be a goddamn nightmare. Um, but that's how that's how we roll, man. Today. Today's we're recording this on Wednesday. It's gonna probably gonna go out on like Friday or something like that. But we're recording this on Wednesday, and like I recently shifted my work schedule so that I work uh, four ten-hour days instead of five eight-hour days. So Wednesday is normally a day off today. Today has had such Saturday vibes all day. It's been like I've had to like remind myself that, oh, I, that you know, tomorrow's Thursday right. and I still have to work. <laughs> but don't you hate yeah. that? I, that is part of the the also. The the I, I guess you would call it a symptom of at least for me of primarily working from home is that oh yeah when it for me when it gets because usually I'm coming I, I usually go in uh, um to my home office a few days a week I, that doesn't sound right the home office of my work right <laughs> two days a right. week 
versus my yeah, home, I was gonna home say, office. Your home office is your home office. But anyway, yeah. Right. And But usually that's more towards the beginning <laughs> of the week. And so mm. but usually like Thursday or Friday, I'm not really sure what day it is anymore. <laughs> I think it's almost Saturday. Well, you know, and like during COVID, time had no meaning. Oh, I know. Um, so at least we're kind of back to a normal normal thing like that. But yeah, today is just right, like serious Saturday vibes. Like I have had to remind myself on multiple occasions, it's Wednesday today. It is not a weekend. You actually do have to go to work tomorrow, which sucks because, you know, it's spring break. So the rest of my family is off. So I'm waking up at 630 in the morning and they're all like, oh, walk, walking out of their bedrooms at 10. It's like, you guys suck. I had... I, I I had a I have a project that I have had to wait on um, some other people to send me things for uh, for my day job and this kind of goes back to what I was saying I don't know what day it is but I I thought that this very serious deadline was today and I had not even received the things that I need to even start the project yet. And I'm, oh my gosh! For like half of today, I was freaking out, and still I really remember that it's actually due tomorrow. So, okay, but still, still have you a little stuff bit now. Still a little bit freaked out, but I did receive yeah. the stuff. Yeah. So tomorrow's well, gonna, good. Tomorrow's um, it's gonna be a cranking day. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm tomorrow, gonna get up. Tomorrow's and like, gonna be a tomorrow's gonna be a cranky cliff day. <laughs> yes. So that's good. Awesome. That's why we're recording today, everybody. Yeah, so exactly. That's a, the more you know, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so so you know we're um, we're a couple months into like you know we said a couple of months ago that we were gonna try to do more regular content, you know, double down on YouTube and you know start putting out more reviews, and you know I think it's uh, I think it's been going pretty well. I mean I've been, I've been enjoying it. I think um, you know I know you've had I know you had some concerns. Um, that you that you were talking about recently, and I don't know if we want to air, you know, air those that that dirty laundry. But I mean, I I don't think there's a problem with it. Uh, you were mentioning that you know sometimes when you get done with a review on the channel, you feel like you know you pointed out the features, but you never really get around to like how you actually like it. And um, I just wanted to say like. You know, I uh, first of all, I, I'm not sure. I I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case. I think we are actually, you know, giving out, um, you know, valid opinions about the things that we review. Um, well, well, first of all, just to put an asterisk yeah. on, on on that. Yeah, look, is yeah, that, let's, let's 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 I specifically let's talk, about, talk it out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was saying really, you know, my reviews, not not yours. I think I I, I have always just felt like, I mean. Your reviews are, are are more complete, and 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 uh, you know I, I feel like one of the things I just need to do. I think that's questionable, but okay. <laughs> but I just yeah. I feel I feel like in my head I need to have like a structure mm. where I'm almost like it's like my mental outline that I need to sort of. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah no I totally agree with that, I, and, and you know, my, I'm, I'm on my end is what I'm I mean. a Virgo, not, not and I and I definitely tend to. Dive sometimes dive down into the nitty gritty while forgetting the the forest because I love hugging oh. the tree, so to speak. Right? Um, okay. And then you know we have limited amounts of time, and, and I mean we're not we're trying not to create two hour reviews of a product. Right. Uh, I mean so we, could. we could we could very mm -hmm. easily do that for some of the stuff, but yeah, I totally so yeah. so you know I I don't think there's anything wrong with me also just wanting to continue to you know to get better at, at this and because. 
you've been oh, reviewing yeah. products and services and and you know professionally for years now and and yeah where does the saves <laughs> you know i i did that back in the uh the late aughts slash early 2010s but you know there were years where i didn't do like i mean almost 10 years where i didn't do that you know full reviews like that so it, you know it's, mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of i've been sort of the guy on the side going oh really ah, i agree yes uh, so <laughs> well, and, well, and I think like you know, is it's it's just a question of like re-exercising those muscles. And like for sure. my part, I know like when I do, you know, let's just let's just go ahead and throw this out there. The uh, the Scotty vest jacket review that like just went live, I, it wasn't my best work. I I know that, <laughs> you know, I know that because uh, you know, I, the big difference is like when I'm writing a review. A lot of what I write is very kind of stream of consciousness type thinking. Like I mm. generally have like a story in my head that I want to tell about a given product. And then what I will do is I'll sit down and I'll start banging that out on the keyboard and kind of developing that story as I go. So, I mean, in a way, that's kind of like what we do here. Like, you know, instead, except I'm, I'm speaking words instead of writing words. The difference is, is that I have backspace with my keyboard and I don't have that with with yeah. um and with the live reviews and I think what I think what we both could do a little bit better and I know we've actually done this a couple of times in the past but I think what we could both do a little bit better is if we had like an outline of things that we mm. wanted to talk about that would probably be better cuz like a, a couple of the reviews and Honestly, the audience can probably see this too. This is not, I'm, we're not spilling any like dirty laundry here or anything. But like, I think there have been a couple of times that we've gone into a review think, thinking, oh, this is going to be super easy. We're just going to, you know, we're just going to talk about this and this and this and this and this. And then we actually get on the air and we're like, <gasps> oh, wait. And, or like what I was doing a lot with the coat was, um, you know, and that's our review of the coat. Oh, wait, then there's this thing with the pockets right. that it does. Right. And that's a review of the coat. Oh, wait, then there's these things with like the <laughs> headphones. Like, you know, you have a story in your head and you like, you just skip past it. Like, because right. you're so excited. I, that, um, is de- that is definitely, yeah. you know, I, I will definitely usually a, a, in some form or fashion have a, have a mental outline rather than yeah. a written and outline I, of things that I want to cover. And then as an example, I've reviewed, I, I have reviewed, um, True wireless headphones in the past, and oh yeah, speakers and things like that, and and sometimes I'll neglect to mention battery life or to talk about the uh, the other the software that goes with it. And I mean, I'm just I'm kind of just throwing random things out there, and it was sure, definitely on sure. my mental list. Yeah, because you you do kind of go down avenues, and I, and like you, I'm a very stream of consciousness person when I write and when mm-hmm. I when I'm doing these podcast reviews. So, yeah, structure is a good thing, but I also, I like having the freedom of, of sort of flying by the, the seat of my pants. So I guess we just need yeah. to work on that happy balance. So, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, like, I think, I think the reviews that I do, at least for this channel, would probably be miles better if I actually sat down and wrote out a review for it. Like, not necessarily for publication, but just so I could, like, gather my thoughts and put them all together. Sure. 
But I'm not going to do that because that takes a lot of time. <laughs> and we're not making any money with this bitch. So um, anyway, yet. so I think um, I think what I'm going to yet, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put more of an effort into like putting down like an outline, at least an outline of like the high points that I want to hit. And then, you know, we'll probably uh, we'll probably go from there. And honestly, knowing me, that'll stick around for like three or four episodes. And then we'll go back to what we were doing before. Well, um, I think because I am how I am. If you think about, I, I mean, if I think if you, the viewer, go back and look at when we re-relaunched the podcast this time on on YouTube, and you yeah. go from which I guess was like mid October, and you sort of look at the arc, yeah, the yeah. arc of our the quality of our content. I mean, I can see you can even just visually see it from the thumbnails because we started oh, with yeah. no thumbnails, really. Uh, I mean, or no you know crafted thumbnails it was just it was, at the beginning it was it was a suggested thumbnail probably from from YouTube yeah or the yeah. default right um and and so you know this this for us is 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 different and i i i mean i think we've said in the past that I, that we're liking this format it is something different from what i see just about anybody else do um mm-hmm. away from the talking head thing and and maybe a little more honest um authentic if you want to call it. So I, I mean, yeah. I think we're, we're going in the yeah. right direction. I think our production quality Definitely. has gone up. You know, we've invested a little bit in, in the podcast with audio and, um, and cameras, which we'll talk about, uh, later on this week, I guess. In a review. Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Is like this whole conversation is kind of like a microcosm of what we've been talking about. Of like, because you and I did not talk about this before we got on the air. This was just like something I decided, no. like let's just talk about it off the scene, uh, flying off the seat of our pants, because that's how we do here especially, on the podcast. Especially with the the new and improved Doubting Thomas, it used to be right. more of a monthly recap, and 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 I, I think you know sometimes we're we're timely with the. You know what, what's happened in the past month, and I'm sure we'll discuss that. But yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. I think it's nice to for me as as a consumer of podcast to hear a little inside baseball. And, yeah. Oh, and, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you know, I just, I just, you know, I just, I don't, want, I just want to lay it out there, you know, because sure. I, I think, you know, in addition to, you know, like you said, like the inside baseball stuff, I think there are people out there that like are thinking to themselves, like, you know, I'd like to do a podcast. I wonder how they do it, and you know, so like, I, I like giving these insights into, you know, how this stuff comes around, and right. as it turns out, it's, uh, it's, it's mainly, it's mainly half da- half assed here. That's that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> Is that this podcast is mainly half-assed, so don't even don't even try to do anything good. Is that that's what we're trying to say? I think I think that's the message that you should well, take I, away from this podcast, right? I think uh, you know if you yeah. are loyal viewers, or if you just happen to come across this from you know a, a YouTube suggestion, and you yes. have taken the time to actually watch the majority of the video, and you have and like contents, and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Well, then we would love for you to comment down below, and if you if you yes. think you have like you know like uh, what I would call constructive criticism, <laughs> you don't like the color of my hat. I mean, I don't really need to hear about that, right? Constructive criticism, or or yeah. or just thoughts on the podcast. Besides whether or not we should review more Fitbit things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although that is good to know. That is good to know. Yeah. Yeah. A dedicated Fitbit podcast. You and know who way, you are. I, you know who you but, are. 
By the way, Cliff, I actually hate the color of your hat. Seriously, it's like it's like crap. So just it like, is. Just I put it in a fire and let it burn. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get a bean. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get a uh, a beanie with a propeller on it. That there you go. Work with that the the headband. Though, no, the... not so well. You could put a propeller on top of the headband, <laughs> though. I think that would be. You Slick. Could, and I would love, I, to, I, I would I would prefer, love to see how the browser handles that green screen. And those are the kind meeting. of comments we really don't need. Mm, on, no, because I the give feed. them to you all the time. Exactly. Mm. You should hear about all his propeller-related suggestions. That is covered, me. folks. Mm. But no, uh, so like the one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about in this particular recap was I wanted to talk about foldables. And um, the main reason is because I've been, well, first of all, I've been using a lot more foldables. And by a lot more, it was already a pretty low bar. So, you know, in the past six months, I've used two. Um, but I've been using the uh, the Samsung like Galaxy Flip available. 4. Right. Z Flip 4. And then, you know, this just this month, I published my review for the Honor Magic VS or Versus, whatever, however you want to call it. I think it's supposed to be the VS. I'm just not sure Honor put a lot of thought into that before they named it. Um, but anyway, so before, and, and, and uh, some of our regular viewers, some of our longtime uh, listeners, by the way, Thank you very much. Yes. Um, we'll remember, you know, the review that I did of the Galaxy Z Fold 2, which I, you know, for which I lent Samsung $2,000 for three months so that I could so that I could do a review on it. Um, and, you know, one of the things that one of my takeaways from that particular foldable was, um, you know, the, the phone that turns into a tablet, I felt I felt that the phone part was too small to be considered a phone and the tablet part was too small to be considered a tablet so neither was particularly very good at its job it didn't hit you know? the, the the goldilocks standard it did not hit right. the goldilocks standards now we have not evolved all that much in that time uh mainly be due to a, a depressing lack of competition um but the the cover screen on on books book style foldables have gotten bigger and I think to a slightly better aspect ratio. I want to say the aspect ratio on the um, the Honor Magic VS is like twenty by nine or nineteen point five by nine, something like that. It's no, I think it's a little taller actually. So I, I want maybe it's like twenty three by nine. It's not quite. What you would normally, you know, what? I should just look it up. Um, it's it's not quite what you would normally get from a regular phone. It's actually um, a little bit narrower and a little bit taller, and that's okay. And what I what I've come away with um, is that the size of the screen, the size of the cover screen is actually why am i looking at huawei good lord uh honor jeez anyway uh the the size of that's, the outer screen is actually it's not, has uh, actually it's not as uncommon as you might think i still think of them as the same company even though they're yeah yeah not. true very true the size of the outer screen is a little bit more usable as a normal phone screen now i would say like most of the time I shoved the uh, I shoved the phone into my drawer right before we went on, 
most of the time that I'm using the phone, I'm using it open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, like, mainly what I'm using this phone for is, like, reading, um, you know, the, from the Kindle app and playing a few uh, a, a few games that benefit from the from the extra real estate. But, I mean, like, I'm not doing tablet stuff on it because tablet stuff on Android still kind of sucks. And so, like, mm-hmm. I think that my main come uh, my main takeaway from, and I'm I'm kind of glancing over the specification screen, which isn't giving the aspect ratio, which is pissing me off. Um, the closest I'm getting is uh, 1080 by 2560 pixels. So I'm not really sure what that aspect ratio is off the top of my head. Um, what I can do is some quick math and say that 2560. Uh, if that's nine, it's going to be eight. It's probably going to be about 21 by nine, if I had to guess. Sounds but pretty close. And I'll, I'll, I'll continue browsing to see if I can find the actual, uh, the actual aspect ratio somewhere. Um, but uh, what I've come to realize is that a lot of the proponents for foldables, Michael Fisher included. And by the way, for the record, we tried to get Michael Fisher on this podcast, but today is his birthday. So happy birthday, Michael. Happy enjoy, birthday. enjoy your night off. Um, what a lot of those external screens, 21.3 by 9. So it's it's really close to 21 by 9. Mm. Um, I found that on Honor's official website. But anyway... Um, a lot of people will say that you can open up the phone and get a little bit of extra real estate to do multitasking kind of things. And the multitasking is fine. Like, it's okay doing, like, side-by-side apps. You know, you can grab the... Where did I... I was... Oh, the... <laughs> The Surface Duo, uh, the the Surface Duo, you know, does the same thing with the two screens side by side. I would argue it actually does it a little bit better because, like, each of these screens are its own thing, and it doesn't have to worry about um, crossing over. And it and, and you, like each of these screens are wider than you know each half of this phone by a pretty significant margin too. In my experience, um, yeah, I would say. I haven't used the two, but I uh, for any significant amount of time. But with in my experience, with limited as it may be with foldables, I I found the the Surface Duo form factor to be my favorite outside of making phone calls, for which it is very awkward to do because it's so. Why? It is. It is. When you're it is very craft cheese uh, slice yes. sized in in that respect. But I mean, like. Uh, I think what I'm getting, I think the Surface Duo would actually be a pretty close to perfect phone if it had a cover screen. And I know you can True. take the phone and you can flip it around and do it like that. And that's fine. But like this makes it awkward. Like this gap that's here because of this camera bump mm-hmm. makes that a little bit awkward. Um, is it more arg- awkward than this gap or than this uh, width? Probably not. But it is actually. Um, a little bit thicker. If I if I hold these up together, you can see that the Microsoft Duo is actually a little bit thicker than the Honor Magic VS. And by the way, I should also point out that the Honor Magic VS has a case on it, so that's making it even thicker. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I remember it, that was a pretty thin boy. Without if we case, were dealing with if we were dealing with na- with naked phones, 
Yeah. Yeah. If we were dealing with naked phones, this would be a lot thinner than the than the um, Microsoft Duo. I mean, you know, well, the no, Duo I, is very thin. It's just that, like you said, that camera bump is, un- is makes it unable a, is, to is very fold flat. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, and I'm, I'm I'm starting to think maybe that maybe that's not right. Maybe it doesn't need an external screen i don't know it needs something it's not quite <laughs> apparently because it hasn't sold well maybe not be a microsoft right. product unfortunately i, I mean yeah because i mean when you open it like that but i mean nobody carries their nobody carries a duo around like this with it open like this i mean the point of having I a book because foldable the, i wouldn't because it's i believe gorilla glass victus which scratches right. so easily yeah well, yeah, but I mean, you just you want to have it closed. That's the whole point, you know, protecting the screen. So, like, anyway, you know, let's. I'm 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 getting off. I'm getting off topic. Yeah, here. yeah. I want... the, the point is, the point is that like I think the extra screen real estate that a foldable offers is valuable, but I don't think it's quite to the price point where it needs to be to get that value. Like, I think it's. It's a good thing to have extra screen real estate, but is it a good thing to have for? I think this is like sixteen ninety nine euro. No, I don't. It doesn't offer that much extra utility. So I think my argument still stands from from back then that there's still not enough screen real estate to be an amazing value. It's definitely useful, and I definitely see where people, where fans of foldables are coming from but i still think that the pricing is is too far out of reach for people to actually get value from it so so here's my thing and and i i've been thinking about foldables a lot over the past week or so knowing that we might be talking about it um in the next week or two as as a smart as a genre yeah smart Mm -hmm. phone smart uh I really feel like, first of all, the hardware just <coughs> conti- just continues to get better. Oh yes, and, and Absolutely. more resilient. And and while it's still because of the nature of of a folding plastic screen um, with a hinge, is not something that you want to take to the beach or that you want to use in the rain that much, or. Um, fold any more than you actually have to it's definitely right. gotten better than the first few generations have you seen um but uh, uh, I was, i'm sorry finish your thought well so, so i jump in. you basically have said what i think the problems are with with folding phones and that is number one that right now they're all android based and android hmm. as of right now is still not optimized for tablets or tablet form factors right now there is it's 12 getting L. better it is getting better getting but not better. there is a version of android that is optimized for tablets and that is 12l but the only one that i think that's shipping with it is uh samsung's foldables yeah samsung's foldables. right and and so I think the the real problem is the software side of it, right? And I know that, and this is why I still think if I recommended a foldable to somebody, it probably would be, I know I, it definitely would be, it would have to be a Samsung one because I, I just oh, I feel like none of the other foldables from what I have seen. That's uh, the only one that you can buy. <laughs> but There is that. Um, 
it's just it's just not a good experience outside of that for for especially for what you pay for it. And this is why I I, I come to what I my point is that I'm really looking forward actually to number one the Pixel Fold because I from what I you know rumors or whatever you want to call them is that Google has been doing work and actually in partnership with Samsung in in developing 12L. Yeah, and, and I'm sure from there, um, you know, uh, an optimized version of Android for foldables. Mm. And then you're going to have the wonderful Pixel googly things on top of it that they have done so well with previous Pixel phones. Now, that's not to say yeah. that I think it's going to be a perfect experience. Far from it, because Google. <laughs> but But I think there's a high chance of probability that the software will be at least as good as what Samsung is now shipping on, on mm. their foldables that are sold in the North American market and other markets, but I agree. better optimized. I'm also, I'm also looking for, but to, so oh, yeah. really though, I think, I think what's going to actually, what it's actually going to take to fix the market is, I hate to say this, but for Apple to come to market with a foldable of some kind, yeah, to show us how yeah. to steal, you know, steal all the good ideas from what's already out there and then optimize the rest of it and and you know invent features i, I don't know but invent we're I, using I, air quotes here people yeah <laughs> but i do i do feel like you know first of all apple has a ton of experience with tablets in the first place and ipad os is generally a, a great experience on an ipad yeah and so those two things i think together will will make if they ever decide to ship a foldable, I don't know why they wouldn't, except they're, maybe they're afraid that, you know, it might cannibalize iPhone sales and iPad sales. But I don't know. Their iPad lineup's really weird right now anyway, so I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> anyway. You know, in terms, of, in terms of a software experience on a tablet, I actually kind of dig DeX, like Samsung's implementation mm -hmm. of DeX on a tablet. But that's um, a desktop when experience. I was with... Well, oh, no, that's is. right. They do have, they do have DeX for... Uh, the for tablet. their tablets, I about that. for yeah. the uh, for the for the Tab S eight series, mm -hmm. um, you know, Dex was it was it was kind of funny because it was basically kind of like not really dual booted, but like you would have to switch back and forth between Dex and not Dex, right? And like, and, and it was funny because like a thing like one password didn't work in Dex at all. So if I ever wanted to like log into an app, I had to switch into Android mode log in and then I could switch back to Dex mode and and use it like that. But why were like, you liking you know, this again? I'm i I'm sorry? Why were you liking this again? Well no, it was that was like one of the small caveats sure, that like sure. it wasn't working. But just the general like having the taskbar across the bottom with the various apps that you can switch between. Right. Um it was a very it was very similar to like a laptop like experience. And I think like when it comes to tablets, I think that's what people I think people want a, de a like a laptop type of experience. I think trying to optimize for mobile isn't necessarily the best route to go because you know when I'm using my iPad, it's usually just one app at a time. I don't multitask a hell of a lot on my iPad. Um, you know, not nearly what I do to the extent of what I how I multitask on my phone. And I think that's just because, um, A, the input on a tablet is kind of terrible still if you don't have a keyboard. Um, and B, because, you know, I think just what I do on a tablet is not necessarily 
um, doesn't necessarily lend itself to multitasking unless I'm actually trying to work on a tablet. And, um, you know, I, ha I have a tablet that's coming that I'm going to be reviewing for Slash Gear that I probably will spend at least a couple of days doing my job on the tablet just to see how that goes. Um, but so and like in that case, I'll probably want to multitask a lot more. But just in terms of like how I use the tablet, I, I don't think that necessarily lends itself to wanting to multitask a whole lot. Here's what's kind of strange to me, right? And and I, I don't want to poo-poo foldables because, I mean, we, we really have only seen two two variations of the same themes, either a, a flipping device or your whatever you want to call it, your two slices of bread that... <laughs> Or you're the taco for the taco form factor, right? There we go. I, I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but here's the thing, and I, and I I've seen other people that use iPads say this as well. But just in general, I I don't feel like tablets are that useful. And I no, I agree. And, you know what's funny? And I and I know. I mean, I hear. I, I've talked to so many people that are not tech nerds like me, and they're like, "Oh yeah." I have an iPad. It just it just sits on my uh, on on my table at home, and you know I browse the news, and I you know, but it's it's not it's not something I take with me that much. And I know that there are people that work solely from an iPad Pro. Yeah, and, and so there there you know there are exceptions to what I feel like has become sort of the norm. But, but I would argue that those people that are working exclusively from an iPad Pro are using it like a laptop, and right, they could probably exactly. do the same work on a laptop. I, I think but anyway, I'll let you continue. No, I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I feel like the people that are using an iPad Pro like that are, are probably more using it like a Surface Pro. It's the same sort of. Yeah. It's the, the, for the same reasons, if not exactly in that it's thin and light, and it mm -hmm. offers a laptop-like experience. Uh, and then with, you can grab it and watch a movie with it. Exactly. You know? And, and Which, for that, I mean, that's fine. You could also do with a laptop, but but so so for for the for the taco style, uh, a foldable the taco just, style. And I and I know that everybody's different. I don't want to again poo poo. I don't want to yuck your yum, as you say. Yeah. But for me, well, I'm I just got like, that from stuff you should know. If, but yeah, if 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 I want a transformer. I, you know, I, I want to transform into something else besides something I don't use that much. Mm. Well, you I, know, and, screen and real estate funny. for me. Mm -hmm. Going the other way with that is, you know, uh, we did, and by we I mean me. We d uh, I did a lot of um, tablet reviews from Lenovo. Um, you know, the Duet and the um, uh, the various like the Tab P11 and the Tab P10, I think. And um, one of the cool things about those tablets is they had the docking station that you could set the tablet into, and it would kind of turn into like a Google Home. I think I, I think I sent one yes, of those to you. Yes, I, ha I? I have one. So like, one of the things that I really liked about that was exactly what you were saying is like you know people that have iPads and all they do is sure. sit on the table. And I think one of the biggest problems that tablet companies in general have been struggling with is what do you do with this thing when you're not using it as a tablet? And I think an argument could be made that foldables answer that question because you have a tablet and when you're not using it as a tablet, you fold it up into a phone. Sure. 
I feel like so, I, mean, I feel like, like Google's trying to uh, to answer that question too, just as an aside with the upcoming with Pixel the screen tablet. with the with the with the next Pixel tablet that's coming out, mm-hmm. where you're gonna plug it into a dock and it's become mm-hmm. gonna become a smart screen. Um, which I mean, like I used to dig the the Lenovo the tab. I, I want to say it was, it was the M10, wasn't it? it was Maybe the M10, M10 something the, like that. Because I think the M was like media. Okay. Versus P is productivity, and and usually the P ones are a little more expensive. Okay. And, and yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, so that that's probably what it was. Uh but you know, I used to I used to dig having that tablet um, set up on my desk because then I could, you know, use it as a Google Home. Now I have a Google Home on my desk, so I don't need a tablet like that. And I'll be honest, I have no idea where that tablet is right now. It's probably on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Um, Mine's probably but, in my kids' room under a bunch of stuffed animals. Right. But again, you know, I think foldables kind of answer that question, what do you do with a tablet when you're not using it? You flip it down into a, full, a phone and it goes into your pocket. So um, I don't. I think the, the use case of a foldable isn't necessarily to have a phone that turns into a tablet. I think it's actually more to have a tablet that turns into a phone. Hmm. I think it depends on... It depends the on the person, person obviously. Sure. Um, I, I, I know people that I, I've heard, I'm sorry, I should say I have heard, you know, people who use foldables say I use it more closed than I do open. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, so, I... So that's, but that's them, you know. Well, yeah, when I'm, when I'm using a foldable, when I'm using the Honor VS, which has been my second phone for a while now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had my primary phone and then I've had the VS that I've, that I've carried around as a second phone. And by the way, can I just mention carrying around two phones? It's kind of annoying. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like it really, it really is. Um, and especially now that I have the third phone for the, the third SIM for the iPhone, Man, that's just a nightmare. And like, as much as I'm really looking forward to Great America opening in less than a month, so that I could start going there all the time again, I don't think I'm looking forward to carrying like two or three phones with me to Great America every freaking weekend. I carry two <laughs> phones, know? and I'm not even I'm not, and I'm not a you know, a, a tech journalist by trade, right? So I'm at right. work as a graphic designer with two phones out on my desk now because I mm-hmm. I have a review some as well. And I really, I feel like such a hedonist because of what people do at work. Well, why do you have two phones? Well, and then what do you say? I mean, I'm not making, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> to, right. To, you know, I'm not a journalist in that respect. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. well, daddy likes to carry two phones. <laughs> I like my no, hands think... being filled with things. Like what? I, no. Yeah, I look mean, at my pockets of cash. Like it's not me at all, but that's what I feel like. Right. See, I mean, for me, uh, the main reason I'm carrying two phones now is because one of them is a foldable. You know, because I can right, carry right. this around with me and I can flip it open and you know read a Kindle or do the New York Times uh, crossword puzzle. Which, by the way, like a foldable is amazing for the two uh, for the New York Times crossword <laughs> app. Like it's really really good. Like here, just just look at this. Like. That is like perfectly sized, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I totally. I mean, I I can definitely see, you know, places like you're saying, whether it's the the Kindle app for something like that for for consuming stuff, and depending on what what foldable it is, uh, some software being better at multitasking than, than others, Samsung. Um, 
where, you know, if, if you're the kind of person who likes to have multiple apps side by side, I usually don't on a phone on a computer. I do, uh, you know, with a yeah. larger screen, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I definitely can see the use case there. I, I, it, there's definitely tons of those. And, and I will say just as an aside too, that I really, with foldables more than anything else, I think I just really appreciate the number one, the hardware engineering for like the hinge oh, and, yeah. and, and, and how far oh, that okay. even has come mm-hmm. in the last two to three years, the simplification of it actually is what's really cool along with the, you know, their better durability. Uh, but also I had a second point and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, obviously, well what- so like, so, so the, the, the hardware part of it and then, um, Dang it. What was it? Oh, but just as a gadget, just as like for that gadget lust and the fact yeah. that it is like, cause I understand for so many people like our friend, Michael Fisher, who are just tired of what phones, smartphones have become, which is, you know, pretty much despite their, you know, being different flavors of, of, of the industrial design, it's just a candy bar in the end, you right. know, a, a, a double-sided piece of glass with some cameras on the back. And there's only so many ways that you can differentiate with that. And so just yeah. having new things is about the closest we can get to, you know, like 2011 when we had crazy, like, remember the Motorola Defy that was like, Wee! back when <laughs> phones were, <laughs> were fun. fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of which I was going to, I was going to ask, um, and speaking of Michael Fisher, happy birthday. Did you see his latest uh, video on the hinges of the Oppo phone? I started to watch it and I haven't had a chance to finish it, but oh, okay. it okay. did make I me just, think about it for sure. It was an interesting, it was an interesting look at the, you know, the engineering that goes into right. uh, the hinges. And he actually breaks down like the difference between like an Oppo hinge and a Samsung hinge and the Mo- Motorola hinge and stuff like that. Was so. it the Oppo one or the the uh, honor one that that was simplified to like four pieces from like two hundred fifty six. Okay, that's what that's I honor. Yeah, um, that's so, really which cool. is it is it is really cool. So, um, but I mean, like, so I mean, like, the main reason I wanted to have this conversation was just because I, you know, I it was really easy to poo poo foldables back around when I initially did my interview or not my interview my review of the of the Galaxy S uh hmm. the Galaxy Fold 2 Z Fold 2 whatever the frick it was called uh it was it was easier to poo poo it back then I think mainly because I hadn't actively found a way to integrate it into right. my particular workflow and now that I have you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to genuinely question, you know, what will be my second phone if it's not gonna be this foldable because of all the stuff that I do on it now. <laughs> you know, well, because you know, of for, all the stuff that I that's that the size is optimized for. The the, the answer to the, the question that people do ask me when I when I you know, that first time that I set my two phones down on my desk instead of one was well, while I am not a tech journalist, I do enjoy consuming different flavors of phones and to stay and to stay educated on uh where they're going and 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 with the the two major players being android and an iphone and so i do like carrying an iphone and one of more current android hardware because Mm -hmm. 
I, because I'm an enthusiast, and and I and that answer tends to satisfy most people, even though yeah. they probably still think that I'm a hedonist. But that's okay. Yeah, I don't no, care I mean, what people think. I think that's perfectly. I think that's perfectly legitimate. Um, but I mean, really, I think just my main concern in the in the world of foldables is just the the price for them. Absolutely. I think the I think the price is just a, still a little bit too high to justify but i think i also think that well okay it's definitely too high to justify carrying it around as a second phone yeah. as a primary phone i think it's still a little bit on the high side like a phone like the galaxy z flip which is you know a thousand dollars which is the same price as a samsung galaxy s 23 plus or you know not too much more than, say, like, um, you know, a Motorola phone, a Motorola flagship, uh, a OnePlus flagship, something like that. I think it's it's a lot easier to justify a flip like this just because it is, you know, the fact that it does fold down like this is really nice. Mm -hmm. And if the rumors are true and the next uh, Z Flip is going to have a, a huge cover screen that covers this entire thing... Yeah, that's going to be a lot easier to that to justify. Like the Oppo Find N2 Flip with with the gigantic screen, the underutilized gigantic screen, but still a gigantic screen. I mean, I would really love to get my hands on that, but we're, I, unfortunately, um, we don't have that relationship just yet. But anyway, um, if the Z Flip 5 does have that big of a cover screen... I honestly think that's going to be easier to recommend over a normal candy bar phone. And there go the dogs. The other side of this, too, is, I mean, besides what I, I feel like what really needs to happen is, is Android specifically needs to continue to be optimized for f screens of different sizes. Because I, I think we're going to see some more form factors come out, like the, what was it, the... Technically, it wasn't called the riser, but the riser that was shown off by Motorola at Mobile yeah. Congress, where it actually rolls up and gives you, uh, it goes from like five inches to 6.8, I think it was 6.5 inches. Um, Something like that, yeah. And I mean, it's it's easier, I think, for Android to, to adjust to a taller aspect ratio than it is to fold out into a foldable form factor. But the point being, right. that I feel like it needs to be a little more modular, and I know that that's what, part of what Android 12t was focused on but that that just can the software needs speci specifically not whatever the manufacturers the, the different manufacturers are putting on top of it but the the core foundation of it just needs to be built for different form factors to be more modular um when i say that's this not being a software developer um but so i don't I, I know it's I know software is hard, so I'm not saying that it's easy to do, but right. I, but I think in order for people number one to accept these more in their lives as as a something that they want to use every day to replace the candy bar yeah. style phone, yeah. that's something that needs to happen on the Android side. And two, the price needs to come down, and yeah, some of that's going to really come does. from 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 more of the devices out being out there that more of the style of those devices being out there like i mean it's not available in the united states but techno uh which is a chinese company that serves mainly india and africa and emerging nations like that um i think it also latin america um 
but they they've just introduced a foldable that comes in and it technologically eleven hundred dollars eleven hundred dollars and I mean it in terms of the the size of it and the and the technology behind it is is really similar to like the Honor XS that you have VS but yeah VS um, sorry whatever yeah <laughs> names, all the same though phone I, names. I still think. I think I still think eleven hundred is still a little bit on the high side. Oh, but you're talking like about eleven hundred versus seventeen ninety nine, right? I know, but when you consider the, same... the compromises that the techno makes, you're kind of looking at like if you if it wasn't a foldable, maybe like a three four hundred dollar phone, give or take, and you know they're still asking. For uh, I'd say more like seven hundred because it's nah, still the, it's still a the media tech. Are pretty bad. Right, but it's it's still a MediaTek. It's still a MediaTek nine thousand series uh, of processors. It's still a a foldable OLED device. I mean, I the yeah, you know, it the technology that's dumped into it it, it is still very expensive relative to you know a three hundred dollar device. But anyway, that's neither we'll get there here nor there. (laughs) But but you know that they're not the only one. That's just a a device that shipped. I mean, you saw. TCL introduced the or, or show off the Chicago the the flip the flip phone that never shipped. I'm still uh, mad at Brad for not like sending me that. Seven hundred dollars <laughs> range is what they had. They had so, said yeah, eight hundred. I think it was seven to eight hundred dollars, something like right. that. Right, and and, um, and so I I mean I definitely think some manufacturers can get there. Um, oh yeah, I mean I th- there has to be at seventeen ninety nine, considering the fact that they've been making Samsung as for example has been making the screen technology for a while. And that the price really has not come down on on the higher end of their two foldables. It hasn't not, had to. Not significantly. Correct. But not only has it not had to, they've also decontented what you get with it. Not in just in the fact that it doesn't come with a charger anymore, but you also don't get that concierge service. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. They're just literally it, you get less with it. They have to have tons of margin in it by now. Yeah, well, and I'm also, but also like when the Pixel Fold comes out, when the OnePlus Foldable comes out this year that they've already announced they're going to release mm-hmm. this year. So when both of those hit the market, I think Samsung is going to have to start realizing, okay, wait, we need to, we need to start. I, I think that's going to help yeah, the, push the price wars. The gold. It's going to push. It's going to help push move things the entire industry sure. forward uh, because there's going to be just that much more competition. But yeah, anyway. I think we should go ahead and wrap things up here. I think that's a pretty good place to land. You know, we're we're, we're positive about the future, and uh, that's okay. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, my voice is about to give out, so I should probably. Oh, yeah. I, I can go hear you ahead. sputtering there. Last, a, last parts a of your bit. gas tank are, are running. It's out. getting a little raspy. Uh, but yeah, so we should uh, we should go ahead and wrap things up. So uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review for the show and if you're watching this on youtube click that subscribe button so you can be notified of all new episodes and reviews as they drop if you want some early access jump onto patreon at patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt i'd also like to thank co-producer cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes and for his uh his his hosting duties on uh, on screen because he's been doing that all the always, and we really appreciate it but most of all and as always i would like to thank you for listening and for giving us the benefit of the Dowd.